Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1016, Woo! Feb 8, 2023. 50 degrees on this day on two occasions, 1991 and 2002. And it was 29 below on this day in 1899. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I did not watch the State of the Union address. One member of the staff did. It might surprise you to learn that was Rook. <laughs> and... I, I feel better for not having watched it, and uh, but I will tell you a quick story. During a commercial break and what I was watching, I did click to it, and, and, and true, this is absolutely true. I clicked to it just as Biden was saying, billionaires don't pay their fair share. <laughs> and, and, and I thought, well, I, I was right. I've, I've heard this for the last 30 years. And, and I wanted to say, and no one does to him or to any president, you are the people who wrote the tax laws. Yeah. He's been writing them for how many decades? You've been there for 50 years. You're a freeloader on the third rail. You've accomplished nothing. You guys write the tax laws. And then I quickly turned back to what I was watching because I could feel myself beginning to boil. And I didn't want to boil because it's the same BS. It's, they get together and they, they say, you know, it's the State of the Union. We got to go out there and, and lay it on for who they call the American citizen or the people of America. Mm-hmm. And they they then they give you this, and it was the same with Trump. It's the same with a Republican or Democrat. It's the same BS year after year after year, and they must think we fall for it because it's so patently obvious that it's the same BS. I did click over one other commercial, and I'm not exaggerating when I say, I just in time, Biden was saying, we need more money for education and we need to pay teachers more. And this got the roaring applause. It's the same thing year after year. And then the other thing I can, uh, I can tell, and that's from just reading headlines today, uh, it's becoming more theatrical. Oh, yeah. Yep. It, it's, it's becoming less civil and more theatrical. And you had this insane person, Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene, shouting from the rafters and apparently she tried to walk in with a white balloon which i thought was pretty funny <laughs> but she somebody must have grabbed that out of her mitts and then you had romney lecturing santos on the floor what are you doing here you stupid ass and uh it's just becoming a bleep show Yep. and somebody the, i saw a, a, a it was a tweet or instagram good morning america is where you'll find that you have it already? It's ready. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that, what's her name that came in looking like Cruella DeVille? They quoted her and said, send me those puppies. Was that Marjorie Taylor? Yes. Yeah. She had the Cruella DeVille look going. Send me those puppies. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, kind of a sad note on the country. But you know what? I have two rays of hope. 
bring them oh, on. Good, just to just good. to just to freshen our minds and uh, and uh, is this are these them? No. I'll, I'll get them. I, I can get them. You can get them. Is this it? No. <laughs> uh, right, this must be it here. Do, do they not realize that most of the country thinks they're all jackasses and thieves and carpetbaggers and liars? I, I don't think do, they realize they that. Don't, they don't realize that, do or they? Or do they just not care? Wouldn't it be fun if they could be exposed to what a, the real America says about them? I don't know, maybe hidden cameras and microphones and coffee shops around so people don't realize that they're talking to a politician. It'd be fun if they could hear the you, truth. You guys have all seen the old George Carlin bit. There's the big club, and all those people belong to it, and we don't. Right. I mean, that's – right. obviously – expounds a bit more on it right and they just spout bs and think ah that'll yeah. hold them for a while well Doesn't exactly and i think nothing. they say they 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 think they're saying just enough to appease us right and then they go yeah. back to their life that's completely independent of us right mm -hmm. completely independent right and and issue issuing us orders from on high uh, i really did have two rays of hope and i'm terribly disappointed in myself you that I can't. Them. That I can't find them. Well, I don't know that they exist. I don't know how you could come up with uh, one, uh, even two rays of hope from God last dang night. It. <laughs> God dang it! God dang it! God dang it! Uh, <laughs> no, this isn't it. Dad gummit. This guy wants to know. Do you ever think you'd taken this little show of yours on the road? Maybe a, you can be a house act at one of the Las Vegas Strip hotels. Wouldn't that be something to see GL mugs advertised on the top of taxi cabs along with the legal working girls? Longtime <laughs> listener and frequent contributor, although you never acknowledge it. Oh, well, I'll continue to listen, but only under protest. Have a tol tolerable day, Todd Connors. Wow. Well, why, why would I have not uh, mentioned huh. you, Todd? I mentioned. Yeah. Oh, I think I've heard you say many, many times off the air, you di you dislike Todd. You don't like Todd. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's but that no was fun. for off air. That Weren't wasn't we, on the council. We were talking a while about doing a road trip, uh, the five of us in a couple of different vehicles, and then doing shows from wherever we land at the end of the day. I found the rays of hope. All right. Hail the flashlight king. Hey, you. I have to pass along this, <coughs> excuse me, mm -hmm. this ray of hope to you. My wife and I are spending a couple of months in Arizona this winter to, av to avoid Minnesota. While in Lake Havasu, we attended a rodeo. This was not a political correct rodeo. Well, most tend not to be. Several items to note. The announcer proceeded to inform the crowd that the participants will receive a blue ribbon for first place, and that's it. No participation ribbons. Everyone was told to stand and remove their hats for the national anthem. During the event, the announcer was asking the crowd where they were from. Arizona, applause. New Mexico, applause. Nevada, applause. California. The announcer said, go home. During the <laughs> event, a girl was injured after a fall from a horse and a public prayer was said. This is the America I know and hope somehow we push back enough to get some of it back. Longtime listener and GLer Rick Wagner in Big Lake, Minnesota. And then I have a second ray of hope from Howard who writes, My child was so. I'm going to give you a test after this one. Okay. You all have oh. to pay attention to this email. I'm going to give you a test. Okay. okay. 
My child was selected to participate in the Northwest Suburban Conference Music Festival, which took place at Andover High School, John. Oh, nice. It is a music festival where students are hand-selected by their high school directors, band, orchestra, choir, and then assembled to be part of supergroups comprised of kids from about a dozen Northwest Suburban High Schools. It's quite the event. Each group did their own program of pieces, then all groups played together to perform America the Beautiful. It was an astounding performance from an enormous group of performers. I was surrounded by sound from all sides. The ray of hope is that America the Beautiful was selected as the finale Hmm. and that it was so well done by a bunch of high schoolers. The Academy may be largely failed, but this showed me there is still hope for it. Not all is lost. Still fighting for the center, Howard. And he linked me to a video. Uh, What is the most surprising uh idea expressed in that email that they picked the best thank you kenny okay. nailed it right off the bat i was going to yeah. say that too <laughs> <laughs> i just took a while i'm on a delay here so. they named supergroups yeah that's just absolutely contrary to what's been happening in the failed academy failed yeah. academy can't dimin- uh, can't get rid of uh kumasum you know what, whatever those things are fast enough they can't get rid of a grades fast enough and here in the northwestern suburbs uh somehow by mistake uh an accident happened and they selected the best kids on various instruments or singing or whatever and put together super groups congratulations northwest suburban high schools i wonder if high school bands still have first second third chair etc for all the different instruments that's a good um, question. When I was in high school band, I played tuba, and I was the only tuba player, but I was third chair. Yeah. So that means what? You never got to play? I was pretty bad. I was a, I was bad. I don't think my third high chair. school, now that I think about it, I could be wrong. I don't think we had a band. Oh, really? You had a band. You had some sort of band. Were you raised in Russia? <laughs> well, we had a great band in Russia. Didn't they, wouldn't they have had a band as a partnership with Murray? I can't recall the band. Come on, sporting events. What about sporting well, events? There must you had have a, been one. No yeah, band. you had to yeah. have a pep band. You had to have a band. Yeah. Uh, hmm. You'll note, uh, you'll remember the uh, fellow who wrote yesterday about his son and our involvement in Garage Logic, however many degrees of separation from the retrieval mm, yes. and the shooting down of the Chinese balloon. Right. Guys, thanks for reading my email yesterday. I thought you'd enjoy that long-distance connection to the balloon's death, and I enjoyed hearing you all laugh about the episode. If you want to see it, I just found the Jay Leno episode on YouTube. It's the Neil deGrasse Tyson episode and is only three minutes long. Here's the backstory. Corey, my son, was flying an F-16 around Edwards Air Force Base when he noticed unusual activity on one of the runways. He hadn't heard that Leno was going to be filming, so he decided to buzz the activity to see what was going on. After, <laughs> making, a couple of, after making a couple of close flybys, 
He was advised by the tower to knock it off. The activity is authorized. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could forward the actual text strings between Corey and his pilot buddies on the ground as they witness the fun. Imagine the conversation between a number of hyper-protective fighter pilots on the ground and their buddy as he buzzes apparently unwelcomed activity on their runway. It was hilarious. Get those! <laughs> Corey is now a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, approaching 20 years of service. Wow. He flew in combat nice. in Afghanistan, and I am awesome. obviously thankful he has stayed safe yeah. through both combat and the extreme rigors of being a test pilot. He's led an interesting life, including a cameo appearance in Transformers 5 and being a grand showcase winner on The Price is Right. You and the crew's patriotism and love of country is obvious throughout your show, and you've provided countless hours of entertainment for me, which is why I, in part, decided to pass along that information. I I assume information integrity is critical to your show, and a simple Internet search of my son will authenticate his profession. Today's media tends to highlight the many miscreants and euphorians in our world. When I think of my son, his two brothers, and the many, many young adults like them, I continue to harbor optimism for our country's future. Thanks again for your show. I've enjoyed listening for years and look forward to many more podcasts in the future. Wishing the best for all of you. C.J. Florendo. Nice. Yeah, man, his kid was having fun. Wow. Negative, uh, the writer. His the pattern is full. His kid was having fun. And yesterday, I want to clear up something. Yesterday, we brought to light, uh, is it Leah Finke, John? Leah Finke? Uh, Who yeah. is a trans that, activist? That sounds, sounds right. I think it's Lee Finke. Leah Finke? Uh, a trans activist who, uh, and I feel comfortable saying this, even though she would might wish to dispute me, she can come on anytime she wants. Uh, to me, it seems she ran for office merely to uh, reinforce her position in the world as a trans activist, and she has no interest in. So, you, wait, but you're that. saying she didn't uh, run to lower taxes no. or re- represent the American people or fix the roads no. or no. infrastructure? Okay. Yeah, remember, we even looked at her website, Joe, when uh, yeah. when she ran, and basically, she said she wants to deal with. The LGBT, whatever. Uh, which issues. is an extraordinarily yeah. statistically insignificant part of the population. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, she has authored a bill that would attempt to make Minnesota a, a, a sanctuary state for transgender children and that they, uh, should they make it to Minnesota, to have what's called gender-affirming care which often can be brutal, uh, they would be protected from the laws in the states they fled. And I got a note uh, from a lawyer who wants to straighten this out for us. Oh, good. And uh, he's Roger, a GL lawyer. The essence of House File 146 is this. If a child is in this state for the purpose of obtaining gender-affirming health care, likely the other parent with rights is in a state that disallows gender-affirming health care or refuses to bow to an 8-year-old kid's wishes. The bill pretty much gives the courts unfettered power to modify a child custody agreement made between the parents in another jurisdiction and allow the will of the parent in Minnesota to prevail. 
It is framed as being a dire emergency which requires immediate court intervention and gives the courts the power to do so. Oh, boy. The bill supersedes many other laws which govern parental rights. In other words, a parent seeking gender-affirming care for a child is so important that we should ignore the existing laws that govern such disputes and the laws of all other states. Mm. In my humble opinion, the bill stomps all over the full faith and credit clause of the U.S. Constitution. Duluth Foghorn, please. Duluth Foghorn, please. Roger, a GL lawyer. Well, we kind of were. Thank you. But he explained it much more eloquently and simple. Yeah, yeah it's simpler than we Yeah, did. yeah. We, we overcomplicated matters. At first I was going to say, is this a problem? But evidently it probably has come up before, huh? Or do we have any proof that it's come up before is what I should ask. I, I see it as a fulfillment of what this Finky character went to, went to Washington for. Right. She... She went to Washington to campaign mightily. Uh, I I I, rep- I resent intensely this recruitment. I, I to me, it's virtually recruitment of children uh, to engage themselves in uh, actions that they're not prepared for. Hell, I, you know she's, what? I'd wait till I, I'd make it a law 21. I don't think she's in Washington suits. I know. St. Paul. Yeah, I'd make it I, because I'm evil, you know, and I have conservative leanings. Yeah. I'd, I'd make it a law that you are not allowed to uh, remove your God given swimsuit area until you're 21. And then if you want to do it, you're on your own. See you later. Yeah. That's my law. Yeah. <laughs> But you don't get to do it to an eight-year-old. No matter what they want. No matter what they want, because you know what? They don't know what they want. Right. You're not getting tacos for breakfast. Who was telling me? You get a bowl of ice cream for breakfast, but not tacos. That doesn't work. Oh, a a very... A guy who would know, because he's in kind of that circle of... Who are the young people? Are they millennials? Uh, who are the, the twenty? Latest? Who are the twenty-five-year-olds? They're the wokers. The wokers. No, they're they're millennials. This guy told me. I've gotten to know this guy over the years. This guy told me uh, we were talking about a mutual acquaintance, a female, who uh, apparently is she disappeared for a while and has reemerged as not a female, according to her. Uh, and this guy summed it up for me. I said, What's it, what the hell's the deal with so-and-so? And he said, you know what it is? It's a fad. Mm-hmm. And I thought, in many cases, I bet that's absolutely what it is. It's a fad. Now now take that. It's a fad if you're 25. Now, now assign the word fad to an 8-year-old whose parents might be swept up in the fad hmm. you've just destroyed the eight-year-old mm-hmm. because the eight-year-old doesn't know what he or she is doing gen z's are 11 to 26 millennials 27 to 42 i'll call them gen z's then so i i thought you know what you're right in in a in a group of people over the age of 21 flirting with this bs it's a fad 
But don't tell me uh, any parent susceptible to this ought to be locked up and and lose lose their uh, not not lose anything, but. We got you. They're yeah, lose their up. parental rights. They're screwed up. Right. Um, yeah, but in this state, if they lose their parental rights, it sounds like if Finky gets her way, they'd be subject to the court. And the court would say, go ahead, eight-year-old. Right. Chop her off. Chop it you, off. You what don't the need hell? that. Oh, ouch. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> so there you have it. wonder and how the many. Way, the way this state is going, uh, I have to uh, suspect that this would will pass. This state is uh, rapidly disintegrating into a kind of craziness that's happening very rapidly, very rapidly. For example, uh, and I didn't see this in the Star Tribune or the Pioneer Press. If it was in there, I apologize. I'm seeing it on Alpha News, which is becoming a site that I'm finding worth visiting every day, that in the center of the American experiment. Democrats now want to provide Minnesota care to illegal immigrants. Right. And this is being driven by the Minnesota House People of Color and Indigenous Caucus. They identified the bill as one of its top priorities. Uh, So you're working your ass off to pay your extraordinary Minnesota taxes, and the crazy people want to take your money and provide medical care for people who are here illegally. It's sponsored by Representative Esther Agbaje, DFL Minneapolis. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Esther Agbaje was the one who wants driver's licenses for illegal mm. immigrants. Oh, same person. So we want felons to vote. We want driver's licenses for illegal immigrants. We want health care for illegal immigrants. We want no questions asked. And whatever sovereignty this state had will be thoroughly disappeared by the end of this current Walls term in office. There, there is nothing to, there is no regard for the sanctity of citizenship whatsoever. And I think that's nationally, and that's a big part of the mystery. It's a big part of the mystery that citizenship should not be viewed as something sacrosanct. It's a, it's a, uh, again, a patriarchal affectation created by a bunch of flawed white guys. And uh, uh, everybody should have whatever they want. And we shouldn't worry about things like the Constitution and citizenship. I think that's a big part of the mystery. I, I had another thought. I want to get it out while it's still fresh in my brain because I never really explained it thoroughly enough. I'm going to take a sharp, I'm going to veer here. I'm going to take a sharp turn. All right, but we're going to have to come back to this. Okay, remind me to. All right. When we were discussing Hamlin and its complete failure, uh, its complete Hall of Fame induction into the failed academy because a teacher was fired or asked not to rejoin because she showed a picture of, uh, who'd she show a picture of? Muhammad. Muhammad in class, and that almost as a setup, that irritated some other kid in class. Uh, and I said at the time, the, the failed academies are top-heavy with job titles for people whose only job is to uncover what might be uncomfortable to a student. You recall that? 
And I got to thinking, why is that? And I've come up with the answer. If you start in the failed academy with the premise that the United States is a foul place, <laughs> that it was unfair and it was, uh, it was invented constitutionally by a bunch of white guys, then it stands to reason there is nothing you cannot find discomfort in because everything would have flowed from that origination of the country. Everything, uh, the rules, regulations, laws, civility, convention, tradition, everything that, everything that established this as a once great country with borders and, and secure airspace. Once, that, once you decide that all of that's in play, that's why so many of these people can continue to be employed in the failed academy because the world is their oyster. The country is their oyster. There's nothing they could not find that they couldn't label disturbing. Wow. There, I got that off my chest. Okay. I, I wanted to clarify that for the class at the University of Garage Logic. There's nothing these phony job title people can, can fail at. They can come up with everything is disturbing because they find the country disturbing. Yeah, everything that's happened up until this point is wrong. Yeah, and no. they don't improve anything. No, well, they I think only they do. tear down. Same with climate change hysterians. They don't improve anything. They just throw soup on wonderful paintings. Back to Democrats providing Minnesota care to illegal immigrants. Uh, another reason why you'll never see any surplus money. By the way, they can't dream up ways to to squander that money. Is fast as possible. The time is now to reduce health disparities and increase individual, family, and community resilience, said Representative Mohammed Noor, DFL, Minneapolis. Quite frankly, uh, we spend more in terms of emergency medical assistance compared to paying through Minnesota Care for all undocumented, undocumented immigrants. According to the Department of Human Services, which is run poorly because it's run by Walls's people, they have a lot of problems there. According to the Department of Human Services, Minnesota Care is designed for working Minnesotans who make too much to qualify for Medicaid but have incomes below 200% of the federal poverty line. The program is financed by both state and federal dollars. 102,000 Minnesotans were enrolled in the program in 2021. Under the DFL's bill, eligibility would be expanded to an estimated 81,000 illegal immigrants in the state, which will call for tax increases. They tried it last year, but it died in, in committee. They probably won't have that problem this year. From my experience with Minnesota Care, which was a couple of years ago now, if you're an illegal immigrant and your only option, you know what, I'll go across the board. If your only option, if you're here legal or illegally, is Minnesota care, you'd be better off dying uh, because it's a joke mm -hmm. and it's convoluted and it's messy and you still pay a hell of a lot of money, a hell of a lot That's of expensive. money. Uh, we were accepted over the phone, and then we were denied via mail. Called them back, said, what gives? They go, oh, that was a mistake. You've been accepted. <laughs> yeah, and got another letter. 
you've been denied. Mm -hmm. Finally, we just stopped calling them, talking to them, and opening their mail. We don't know what our status was. We finally were able to get health care elsewhere. Okay, and what did you encounter? And I'll answer for you. Just a red tape, bureaucratic nightmare where one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing, complete idiots in charge, uh, absolute geniuses in charge that try to fix the mess that the idiots make. It was just a circle of hell, Such. It was awful. I don't need to add to that. Democrats attempted to pass a similar bill last year. It died in committee. Quote, and now we'll go to somebody who's far away from the country's tallest buildings and thinking like a GLer. We should not use both state and federal money to subsidize the lives of those in America illegally, and we should especially not do so when it would put the entire program's existence at risk, Representative Deborah Keel, Republican Crookston, said. Okay, that's sensible. All right, and then this paragraph. Humans cannot be illegal, responded bill sponsor <laughs> Jennifer Schultz, <laughs> the former state rep. She argued that illegal immigrants should be eligible for the program because they work and pay taxes. They do? I, I'm not sure about that. Well, well they, they do, yeah. They okay. do. Yeah, they All do. right, but there's your answer to why the failed academy is so full of people with phony jobs. So Humans uh, cannot be illegal because they're contesting the very idea of citizenship and and driver's licenses and legal voting. All of that's in play when you think the country's flawed. So humans are not illegal. And if humans are not illegal, then what benefit should we not apply to everyone? Yeah. There you have it. Who's going to pay for it? Are they going to have their, well, they've got to throw in something, right? Who's they? Uh, the illegal immigrants well, receiving if, if, the health care. if, as you guys say, they pay taxes, yeah, they'll be throwing in something. Okay, so the Department of Human Services already has a page on their website dedicated to uh, this. It's called Health Care Coverage for People Who Are Non-Citizens. There's a number of questions um, that they ask and answer. You know, it's a, it's a Q&A uh, page. What coverage can I get if I'm not a citizen? Mm-hmm. If you are... A non-citizen, the health coverage you can get depends on your immigration uh, immigration status and the date you came to the United States. Some women may only get coverage when they're pregnant. Some people may get coverage for health care emergencies. Some people may get full coverage. What do you need to know about my immigration status? Uh, status? Applying for your children or other family members, but not yourself, um, you can do that only helping someone else apply. If you have an immigra- uh, immigration status that you are applying for health coverage, you may have to provide proof of your status. We will try to help you if you need help getting proof. You do not have to give us proof of your status if you are, oh, applying for your children. Okay, that's where that is. Will you report me to the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement if I am here without documentation? No, we only use your information to see if you can get coverage. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like some people are getting it. Did you happen to see uh, Five Eyewitness News investigative? uh, Who's their investigative guy? He's pretty good. Um, Uh, Eric Rasmussen. One of them. I think it was Eric Rasmussen. Yes, it was. (laughs) There's a black guy desperately trying to get a job, and he gets turned away at every opportunity to get a job. Because his name's too similar to his brother's name, and his brother has a long criminal record. Oh, boy. And and they're both named Trayvon, but spelled differently. 
Well, for starters, nice going, Mom. Uh, Mom screwed up. Uh, let's <laughs> let's get some separate names there. But the larger point was that this guy, with help, has taken every step possible to alert Minnesota bureaucracy. Look, yeah, yeah. look at the way my name's spelled. Yeah, I'm yeah. not the guy with the criminal. I'm record. not Trayvon. I'm and Trayvon. They, they, it just continues to haunt him. Time after time after time, because nobody can take care of it, because the buck never stops. Wow. Nobody can take care of it. Wow. Shouldn't there just be a big delete or clear? (laughs) There should be. Let's hit the Staples button. Well, yeah, take the guy with the criminal record out of this... Let me see. One or the other. One or the other's got to be taken out of the system. (laughs) Yeah. I don't care which one, but the guy (laughs) wants to work. I would say I'm Jim Smith. I would change yeah, that's, my name. I that's what I was going to ask. Can you change your name? The Cal, uh, the Minnesota thing, the bureaucracy, yeah. it's not only here. Uh, I had a family member who you all know in California who broke his ankle. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they have a program there where you, you can get emergency money, not just a health thing. It's emergency money to help you in case you have no income. So he applied for that. It took four weeks for them to approve it, another four to get the money. So two months in. And his ankle was healed by then. No, right? as big as an well, elephant. And not, and not only that, he had two months of no income. So, And it's supposed to be an emergency fund to help you pay your rent, et cetera. Yeah. So, well, mom and dad paid the rent. Sure. But, but, uh, but two two months later, when he showed up in Minneapolis, they sent him a letter said, here's your money. Wow. So long, suckers. Wow. Well, so long as uh, adult children Democrats run run states and run big cities, you got no mm-hmm. shot. You've got no shot whatsoever. We're seeing the evidence of that every day. Can yeah. we come back after this timeout with a Kamala Harris update? Yes. Kamala Harris. <laughs> This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. You know, the beauty of this show is is so wonderful, and it reaches so darn many people. You know, we started doing, we welcomed the uh, Masonic Charities to Garage Logic. I know some fans. of those guys. Excellent. They're doing the Lord's work. They are. And uh, who sent me this? Kendall Lynn immediately says, so glad to hear Masonic Charities has signed on as a sponsor. I'm a member of Masonic Lodge 186 in Duluth. The saying amongst Masons is that we are not a secret society, but rather a society with secrets. Uh, The Masonic Center in Bloomington is amazing, always pushing back up north. Kendall Lynn. Kendall, thank you very much. And uh, thank you for doing part of my ad. But there's more for the Masonics. As a society, we really do a good job of celebrating and rewarding exceptional high school academic achievers with honor rolls and scholarships. We also do a great job celebrating and rewarding exceptional high school athletes with accolades and scholarships. But what do we do for exceptional people in our high schools? People who make things other people feel like they really matter, who are just plain kind to others? Well, the Minnesota Masonic Charities Selfless Scholar Program comes in right there. Unlike most scholarship programs that encourage students to apply for scholarships and describe their personal worthiness for a scholarship, this one's different. The Selfless Scholar Program invites students to nominate fellow students for this unique kindness scholarship and tell that person's story of kindness. Here's the twist. If that person's story is selected for recognition, the scholarship is shared between the person being nominated and the student who took the time to tell that special story. 
Google Minnesota Masonic Charities and look for the Selfless Scholar Program. We're hoping to uncover those stories of exceptional kindness that would otherwise go untold. That's the kind of stuff they do. I know I'm at 5960, but they really do good work, and they're not a secret society. Go look them up. Minnesota Masonic Charities, and let them know when you get in touch with them. You like to donate, and the Rook sent you. Oh, we're already back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two notes on Kamala's visit to St. Cloud, and then we'll get to oh, today's yes. Kamala I an, update. I have an email, too. Yes, I do, yes, too. Yes. Oh, maybe you have the same one. Joe, this is Mark, driver of truck. <laughs> <laughs> I am currently driving, but I did want to chime in that I worked, this, I worked at the St. Cloud Airport in 2004 when President Bush was here on a campaign for re-election. He flew in a 757, and it definitely landed at the St. Cloud Airport. Yeah. Uh, the impressive part was that his entourage uh, is involved in... Oh, anything he needed uh, for his entourage came in in a C-17s. I believe there was about five of them at least. Also, Marine One helicopter was stored in our corporate hangar, surrounded by armed Marines and dogs. Uh, so what we're doing there is... Uh, I think he's telling us that Kamala can probably fly right to St. Cloud. And uh, Doug, who's down on the Redneck Riviera, writes, We won't be returning to Minnesota until March 1st. However, I know someone who was in the St. Cloud area and might be able to help you out. Chris has been a GLer for longer than me, and I'm sure he listens every day. You are familiar with him when he and other parents in the Sartell School district went after their school board for trying to push CRT down the throats of their kids. So, Chris, if you are listening and have some time, go down and do your best to blend in with the Forians and uh, get out your calculator and count those electric vehicles. So, yeah, we're relying on someone from St. Cloud to contact us, a GLer from St. Cloud to contact us to only be in charge of the motorcade. Now, here is Kamala. I believe this was today. On yes. Good Morning America. It was. And who's that little fella, the Greek kid? The Greek is George Stephanopoulos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go uh, ahead and play it when you want. Uh, it looks like he's gearing up for re-election, but a majority of Americans, according a majority of Democrats, according to our new poll, say they don't want President Biden to run again. What do you say to them? I mean, George, I, I think that age is more than a chronological fact, to be very frank with you. It's about um, thinking about uh, whether we have in our leader, which we do in Joe Biden, somebody who is bold. I mean, think about it. it. What he has achieved in this presidency only two years in is historic in terms of the investment in infrastructure. We're going to remove lead from the pipes of America within the next nine years. Children for generations and their families have been suffering because of the poisoning, lead poisoning. We're going to lay and make sure that people have broadband across our country where we saw families that were driving up to the McDonald's to have access to the public Wi-Fi and what that did in terms of creating educational gaps for people who should be able to have full capacity. Um, so I don't think that, I think that what people want to know is what have you done? And when you look at what President Biden has achieved, what our administration has achieved, not to mention foreign policy, something you care deeply about and have worked on, um, I think you will see that we have a very bold and vibrant president in Joe Biden. Madam Vice President, thanks for your time this morning. She would have won Thank the you. dodgeball game, huh? Hi, everyone. Oops, sorry. Boy, what a load of crap that was. She never answered. This lead pipe oh. thing is a canard. Uh, 
granted, you don't want your kid chewing on a windowsill painted with lead. I get all that. But they've been dr- bringing up lead for 30 years. Why didn't they do it when Clinton was in office yeah. or Obama or it, any other of them? It's a fallback. Any of them. When they're desperate, they'll bring out lead. I, and, I think Clinton did. Good one, Rick. Yeah. Really wasn't that much, so. No. Really, right. Not so, enough to harm anybody or ruin a presidency. So there you have it. Uh, she'll be in St. Cloud tomorrow. And we're, we're terribly excited. Is the broadband an issue, and will it get handled? Yeah, it is. I guess if you're out in the, where you're in a rural area, do you have it? I have fiber optic. Yeah, I, which I, I think is better. I don't know. Back to the failed academy. I chime in, but you guys know I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Neither do I. Yeah, no clue. Uh, back to the failed academy and and what it results in. The the uh, people who've been through the failed academy. Are trying to put they're they're pushing up now through the ground. We're we're encountering them occasionally, and uh, there's a story in the Washington Examiner. This won't be in any. This probably didn't make the Washington Post, but I have no reason to doubt it. Uh, it's hard to tell who should be the most embarrassed: Joe Biden, the Dem- the Democratic Party, the American Bar Association, or Spokane Superior Court Judge Charnell Belkengren. In a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing Thursday, meaning last Thursday, no, two weeks ago, this was dated January 26, 2023. In a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, uh, Senator John Kennedy, Republican Louisiana, asked asked Belkengren, Judge, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Belkengren replied, Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. That isn't so bad. Not many people know what Article 5 of the Constitution does. It lays out the process for amending the Constitution. Most judges don't see a lot of cases about Article 5. Okay. Uh, Judge, uh, could you then tell us about Article 2? To which Bellingham replied, uh, Article 2 is not coming to mind. What? Okay. (laughs) Article 2 of the United (laughs) States Constitution lays out the qualifications duties, and powers of the President of the United States. A federal judge sees cases that involve Article 2 of the Constitution all the time, and this Biden nominee has no idea what it does. It's too bad Kennedy didn't go on to ask her if she knew what Article 3 does, since that is part of the Constitution that outlines the powers and duties of the judicial branch. The American Bar Association, which always gives Democratic judges better ratings than Republican judges, comes off bad here, too. It gave Belkin a qualified rating. This line of questioning is not new for Kennedy. He stumped a President Donald Trump judicial nominee with similar questions in 2017. That nominee had the common sense to withdraw his nomination after failing to identify basic legal concepts. We'll just, have, we'll just have to see if this non- nominee is at all ashamed by her ignorance. I predict she will not be. Because these these products of the failed academy, they're starting to shoot through like budding plants. They're, they're starting to make themselves uh, visible in what we used to call the real world. And now uh, they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. I guess it's not that difficult to get through law school. Because... Uh, <laughs> There sure as hell are a lot of people 
getting through law school. Kathy uh, emails us. We met her at the uh, 1000th. Joe, I was in Fargo last week. Having grown up in the middle of nowhere in North Dakota, I'm quite familiar with weather. It changes. (laughs) Here's an update for all the euphorians who are freaked out by global warming. For two days, the wind chill was about 50 below and quite simply intolerable. Day three, it was 30 and sunny. More proof of nothing. Always pushing back, Kathy. Thank you. That's the way it works. 50 degrees on this day back in 1991. But in Halloween of that year, you had a terrible blizzard. Yep. There's no way to figure it. You can't figure it. Why don't we return with uh, Mr. John Hyde in his newsroom? Would that be okay? Beautiful. All right. Funkify. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. These nuts. Joe Souchere. I heard this song in a Pam Greer movie last week. Foxy Brown. Tell you what we've got here. We've got a couple of mechanics in a can. That's what both the Seafoam Deep Creep and the Seafoam Engine Treatment are. A couple of amazing projects that, you know, they just, they get the job done. The engine treatment keeps the motor running and starting uh, like a charm, cleans up the deposits, lubricates, keeps those things uh, moving, stabilizes your fuel preserves ignition vapors does all of that uh the deep creep oh it does whoop i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't just mean choose to on your engine. chomp yeah. chomp chomp uh the deep creep does virtually everything else lubes protects penetrates rejuvenates uh keeps everything working rejuvenates it does that too uh it also penetrates uh, keeps everything working top notch, including your firearms. Uh, guys, <laughs> ladies, keep a can handy when you're cleaning your gun. It works amazing. A local company available all over the globe, and truly a couple of wonderful products. Seafoam. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Closing arguments started mid morning today in the case of a man charged in a deadly mass shooting at a St. Paul bar back in 2021. This morning, prosecutors continued cross examination of 30 year old Devondre Trevon Phillips. His testimony had begun yesterday in Ramsey County Court. He's charged with eight counts of attempted second degree murder in connection with the October 10th, 2021 shooting at Truck Park. 27 year old Markeisha Wiley was killed in the shooting, and more than a dozen other people were hurt. Yesterday, Phillips detailed the many prior altercations he had had that summer with Terry Brown. Brown is the other shooter in this case. He's charged with one count of second-degree murder and four counts of second-degree attempted murder. He's set to go on trial April 3rd. He and his attorney also tried to paint Brown and his friends as the aggressors, saying they offered him no choice but to fire shots inside the bar that night. Phillips testifying, I wish I could have done something different. I know, though, if I didn't fire when I did, I'd be dead. Prosecutors, meanwhile, noted that Phillips didn't contact the police after any of the prior altercations, didn't ask for help before the shooting, and had plenty of other options instead of opening fire. At 10 a.m. this morning, prosecutors, uh, that's redundant, I hate it when I say that, at 10 a.m., prosecutors finished the cross-examination of Phillips and the defense rested its case. It's like VIN number. You don't need to say number. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
A federal jury has found a Maple Grove man guilty of several charges, including fentanyl trafficking and possession of a machine gun, according to U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger. At the end of a two-day trial, 34-year-old Derek Maurice Scott was convicted of possession with intent to distribute fentanyl, possessing a machine gun, carrying a machine gun in relation to drug trafficking crimes, and illegal gun possession of a felon. Scott was stopped by police last June after he used a gun to threaten a man at a convenience store. During that traffic stop, police seized 355 fentanyl pills and a Glock 41 equipped with an auto sear or switch and a high-capacity magazine. District court officials have not yet set a date for the sentencing hearing. In an effort to improve safety for residents and firefighters, some homeowners in Golden Valley might lose their homes to make room for a new fire station. The fire station location project would consolidate two of their three current fire stations and build a new one. But where it would be located doesn't sit well with residents who were recently informed they could lose their homes to make that plan happen. Brooke Simonson's home is under consideration, told city council members last night it's absolutely our dream home. Urging them to change course, Simonson said she understands the needs the fire department has but hopes the city can find a way around displacing families. The Golden Valley Fire Department says the facilities they have now are outdated and they say this plan is well overdue. City Council will address the project during their work session on Tuesday, February 14th, starting at 6.30. No decisions will be made then, but people are free to attend and listen. I saw that story, and I think it should make everyone uncomfortable. Uh, I have nothing against firefighters. They do yeoman service, but it makes me terribly uncomfortable that the public class would displace private homeowners. Go find some other land. Go find eminent, some other land. Doesn't eminent domain in general make you nervous? Terribly. I mean, just the, whole the fact concept. that they could do it terribly. makes me outraged. Yeah. 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 Uh, this, uh, boy, I have How many fires do you get a year in Golden Valley? Uh, enough. Three? No, you get oh, enough. Yeah. And they'll say, well, we're not just firefighters, we're paramedics and whatever. I get all that. But, you know, the city council in Golden Valley, uh, get your act together. Why should you be taking somebody's house or land? Go find a vacant lot. <laughs> uh, so uh, breaking news. Now, we got the state fair coming up in what? Oh, John, we don't need to play that. You don't have year. to be a creep. No, we do. We do. You don't March, have to be a jerk here. May, June, July, August, six months, right? Yeah. And uh, we have a uh, an announcement of a concert. Yeah, I think we this... might not even be there this year. Yeah, there's so a I good wouldn't... chance there's we're not going to be. very strong chance. Well, this we're is still news, though. Not going to be but there. This, but GL not being there will be big I, news, too. Yeah, GLers need to know that right now today. It's probably not going to happen. Don't don't worry, GLers will be there. Well, anyway, I think Kenny's uh, right. I, I think Kenny's right. I don't see it happening. John. I think Kenny and I won't be there. How yeah, do you like that? Yeah, it'll be the Rook and Reavers show. Yeah. Hey, well, I, all right, bring I food. I won't. I won't be there either. Then. No, and Hyde will be there. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, this concert is this. This is the first concert announcement, I think, right? Oh, I think they've had ten or fifteen concert announcements. Yeah, get with it, John. What? You're way behind. The state here. fair this year, yeah. have they? Okay. Well, anyway, Duran uh, Duran, newly elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, will be at the state fair uh, with special cool. guest Bastille. And now here, here's well, here's the reason I'd want to go. I'd leave after this. Uh, Nile Rodgers and Chic. Also, oh, I can see them. I have seen them. They opened for um, somebody I saw, I don't remember who, 
Uh, oh, Earth, Wind, they opened for Earth, Wind, and Fire. They Sweet. And that Nile Rodgers, that's one of those things I'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to that. And then, hell no, I'm not going. Yeah. Come the day of the show, no chance. No. Is no, he wonderful. first on the bill? Uh, it's probably Bastille first, I'm guessing, whoever they may be. Yeah. And then Nile Rodgers and Sheik, and then Duran Duran, I would assume in that order. Uh, tickets will go on sale uh, this, or not this Friday, on February 16th, according to a press release from the Minnesota State Fair. Duran Duran announcing today they're beginning a 26-date North American tour beginning at the end of May. Their most recent studio album, Future Past, was the highest charting for the group in 16 years. And uh, they were just elected, right? Are they going to have anybody that matters, or is it going to be... You know, Ario Speedwagon and Lover Boy and uh, the I likes can't of. Fight this feeling anymore. You're gonna have Can anybody you good, Kenny? We've had huh? two producers today sing Ario Speedwagon to us. What I, the I, hell? I, You're I'm right. Hurt. What kind of good I'm company hurt. am I in? I'm hurt. Boy, who was anyway. it, Don or Ross? No, it was Ross. Oh. It was Ross. Uh, moving along with the news now, international and national, now more than 11,000 people have been confirmed dead in Turkey and Syria after that 7.8 magnitude earthquake that hit the region on Monday. United Nations said it hoped to send aid truck convoys to northwestern Syria from Turkey on Thursday through Bab al-Hawa border crossing, which had been closed after the surrounding roads had been damaged by the earthquake. Before the earthquake, the U.N. said about 500 trucks of aid crossed the border into Syria each month. The U.N. said we have trucks at the border. We have trucks being loaded. We're just waiting for the logistics to be ready. But they're, they're, I mean, these borders sometimes, I mean, like Syria, you know, it's not really a favorable country to or a friendly yeah. country are yeah, well, they well neither well they're right now are they but are, are they right there are they dropping everything and saying yep come on in i hope i, I think so 11000 that's going to be more than 11000 yeah they're still digging still digging an international team of investigators said today it found what it called strong indications that Russian President Vladimir Putin approved the supply of heavy anti-aircraft weapons to Ukrainian separatists who shot down Malaysia Airlines flight MH17 in 2014 with a Russian miss, uh, missile. However, members of the joint investigation team said they had insufficient evidence to actually prosecute Putin or any other suspects, and they suspended their eight-and-a-half-year inquiry into the shooting down that plane, when it was shot down, it killed all 298 people aboard the Boeing 777. Russia has denied any involvement and refused to cooperate with any international investigation. Dutch prosecutors, though, said there are strong indications the Russian president decided on supplying a missile system, the weapon that downed MH17 to Ukrainian separatists. I have another reason why I want to make it my life's goal, and I, I'm going to fail. Uh, to stay away from airplanes. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about the fire on a plane mm -hmm. yeah. uh, caused by a uh, a battery charger? Yeah, yes. I saw that. A and uh, what in the hell is going to happen when one of those battery chargers is checked and is in the uh, cargo hold? Uh, well, you're supposed to declare that at the ticket counter, but people don't. And what are we talking about? Those little things we got one time, Rook, that you can charge your car with them? One of those little yes. deals? Yeah. And and uh, I told you guys the other day, just a lousy little 3A battery was going to start on fire when I tried to put it into a transistor radio. Remember that? Yeah. I told yes. you guys yep. that, and it was so sure. hot, I yeah. burned my fingers it getting it out quick. there. Okay. Uh, you don't get to bring a battery charger on a flight. 
Okay. Thank Fair you. Enough. All right. Was it actually the charger or was it a battery? I thought it was, I thought it was the battery. battery. I'm looking yeah. for it now. A, li a lithium battery. But wouldn't the charger contain a lithium, lithium battery? No, I turned around normal. and a gentleman, his bag was smoking, she said. He threw something on the ground and it was a battery charger pack or something from his laptop. It burst into fire. Hmm. This is from... The, oh, the so it was one of those charging pack things. Yeah. Ah. And those things do get hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lithium. There we go. i got to go back to the news now. Um, but did you see the bag they had on board? No. It was a little fire bag glove, so you can grab it and put it inside a little, like, satchel-like. So they were prepared oh. for this. Uh, yes. According to San Diego Fire Rescue, crews put the battery pack in a fire bag to prevent the fire from spreading the rest of the plane. Uh, where does it describe... The FAA has posted videos on a website warning people about the dangers of lithium batteries. But people are idiots. Mm. I don't trust them. Yeah. Do they have those things full size? They should put Such in one because he's hot. <laughs> he could start a fire. Put him in the bag. Yeah. The battery pack contained a lithium ion battery. Mm -hmm. Documents released a Tuesday provided a scathing account of what authorities are calling blatantly unprofessional conduct of the five officers involved in the fatal police beating of Tyree Nichols in Memphis during a traffic stop, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay propped against a police car and took pictures, which Haley then sent to other officers and a female acquaintance. Haley's lawyer declined to comment. Lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or didn't respond. The five officers involved have all been fired and charged with second-degree murder. The new documents offer the most detailed account to date of each officer's actions. These have to be the five dumbest cops in the world. Yep. You can continue. That's Obviously, no one has anything to add to that, no, so can't. here we go. A Crookston woman faces charges after she was significantly overpaid by her employer. Mm. According, I knew this would get Kenny's mm, interest. I'm paying attention uh, now. According to court documents, Irene Thompson had worked for New Flyer of America since 2011, making about 25 bucks an hour as an assembler. On December 30th, New Flyer tried to deposit her biweekly paycheck of $1,126, but accidentally deposited $137,000. $521. And, uh, stop no. right there. And you're going to yeah. tell me mm -hmm. this idiot tried to get away with keeping it. I, I am going to tell you that. All right. yes. And I would As cash I that out right away. They would never hear from me again. Well, Kenny, that's what she tried, but it doesn't look like it's going to work. Thompson got a letter from New Flyer stating it was a mistake and she has to return the money. But the documents indicate Thompson has not done that. The court documents go on to say December 30th was the last time New Flyer has heard from or seen the woman as she abandoned her job. On January 5th, New Flyer terminated Thompson's employment. New Flyer did not become aware of its mistake, apparently, until January 16th. That's when documents indicate New Flyer's human resources manager, Monica Phelan, started to attempt to contact Thompson via phone, email, and mail, but couldn't get a hold of her. New Flyer also contacted Wells Fargo to try and reverse the transaction, but Wells Fargo informed New Flyer it's unable to reverse the withdrawal. They are still looking for the woman. Well, Good. there's only one space where she could have gotten away with that, and that's if she worked for the state of Minnesota. Run, baby, <laughs> run. I know what my uh, my boss would do if uh, I if I if they had done that, and, and I'd just tell her, you're not getting this money back, and she'd say, that's okay. 
uh, you're just going to work for free for the next two years. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exactly you, what you'd say. You, she would. She would. She, you go ahead and keep it, but your ass is mine for the next year <laughs> what and does a half. This, what does this flyer company do? Do we know? No flyer. I have no idea. Uh-huh. I have no clue. Don't <laughs> Donald Trump, who ripped Sometimes she says, you should buy a new car. Why don't you take out a loan and buy a new car, dummy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ripped through the 2016 presidential field with the tax on his rivals, apparently is starting early for the 2024 election. Trump reposting images of a young Ron DeSantis, allegedly partying with high school teens and adding his own mocking commentary. Trump wrote on the Truth Social platform, that's not Ron, is it? He'd never do such a thing. The post linked to a Truth Social account that grabbed a digital image of a young man with a bowl haircut who appears to be DeSantis, surrounded by three young women. The image blurs the identity of the people surrounding DeSantis. It appears to come from a blog post from 2021 from hillreporter.com. The post cites a whistleblower who said the girls pictured are believed to have graduated in 2002, which would make them seniors at the time. DeSantis had taught history and government at the Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, during the 2001-2002 year. He was fresh out of Yale at the time, students describing him as smart, smug, charismatic, and a jock. Was that a new flyer lady from Crookston? Yes, that's correct. I believe it's a bus uh, company. Okay. All right. They drive, she, uh, no, she was an assembler, it said, that's right. So they build buses? Uh, apparently. apparently electric buses. <laughs> electric. <laughs> new flyer of Crookston, new flyer of America. Uh, I think it's important to know what they did. That's Facebook, and it won't let it's, me on because I don't have it's an account. Not a lot of money for the long term, is it? Well, no, I don't no, think that's going to last her a month. It, it was a hundred something, right? hundred thirty-seven thousand. Yeah. So uh, there's career opportunities to work on the assembly line at New Flyer of America production assembly workers, starting wage twenty dollars and forty-five cents an hour in Crookston. North uh, New Flyer is North America's heavy-duty transit bus leader with various locations in North America, ad- offering the most advanced product line under the Excelsior and Excelsior Charge brands. It also offers infrastructure development through New Flyer Infrastructure Solutions. Uh, goes on to say anything you want to know about uh, buses and the thing there. Yeah, you got to have working knowledge of hand tools and. You can get yourself a gig there, as this lady did, and then she got the wrong paycheck, and she split. That's it. All right. Hand tools. Yeah. Uh, Rook, you're out. Yeah. You're, 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 you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Long gone, baby. Minnesota Department of Transportation has announced the winners of this year's snowplow naming contest. Contest, be- contest began in December. More than 10,400 names were submitted. Last month, MnDOT announced 60 finalists, and here's the new plow names. All right, you ready? Blizzle. Mm-hmm. Get it? We'll be clearing like roads. Blizzle. That's great. We'll be clearing roads in the metro. Well, Sleetwood Mac, which we all liked when we first talked yeah, about this. Yeah, that's pretty good. We'll be in District 4, which covers West Central Minnesota. That's really good. Yeah. Northern Minnesota will have Bladder Tot Hot Dish. I'm sorry. Blader, not bladder. Blader. Blader. Is that with a D or two T's? (laughs) District 2. Amazingly funny. Cleopatra will be in District 1. Oh, my God. Clever. We're only halfway through. So, Joe, you can put your head back down. We're only halfway through. Well, these are people who voted for the DFL. Central (laughs) Minnesota. 
Central Minnesota District 3 will have Better Call Salt and Scoop. Uh, Better Call Salt, okay. Han Snolo will be in South Central Minnesota. I'd name one Lake Lake Downing. I'd name one Lake Calhoun. I'd name one Sibley. Meanwhile, District 8, which covers Southwest Minnesota, will have... You're a blizzard, Harry. I'm not sure I understand that. Ah, that's from Hagrid. Hagrid says, you're a wizard, Harry, in Harry Potter. Oh, I get it. I got you. you you got to feel sorry for the drivers of these things, don't you? Because, you know, they're all good. Sappy crap on the side? They're all good old boys, you know. They got to put up with this S. Sir Plows a Lot, once again, fell short of the eighth spot, finished in 10th place. Well, that was just dirty. That was naughty. Just behind Taylor Drew. Oh, yeah. Kenny, that is a bad one. Yeah. Sir plows a lot. Yeah, every day. <laughs> Is that oh, bad? I don't well, well, we'll, we'll tell, tell you when you're when 18. The show's over. Now, Joe, when a when a man and and a, and a girl love each other, even if it's only temporary, you know, even if it's it gets messy. Temporary. Yeah, there's some smells. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what woodpeckers? I promised you this one yesterday. Remember? I love Stacked woodpeckers. Door. I do too, except when they get your house. Except they're after my house. I did not like. I can shoot those in the city. I don't even need a license. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I have to laugh. Woodpeckers stacked over seven hundred pounds of acorns, twenty to twenty feet high, in a California home. Santa Rosa exterminator Nick Castor made the discovery during a December vacation rental inspection. He was looking for mealworms in Glen Ellen, California. But when he cut a hole in a bedroom wall, 700 pounds of acorns came rushing out. Wow. Castro's the owner of Nick's Extreme Pest Control. He said, I've never seen anything like that. The more acorns I pulled out from the wall, the more there were. It felt like it was never going to end. A pair of acorn woodpeckers, known for hoarding large amounts of acorns, had pecked holes in the two-story home's chimney stack. The uh, man, Castro, estimated the woodpeckers were adding to the stockpile for up to five years. When woodpeckers stashed acorns behind the house's trim and destroyed its wood siding, the prior owners wrapped the house in vinyl and ultimately failed to prevent the woodpeckers from claiming the house for free oak nut storage. Castro's crew filled eight garbage bags full of the nuts because the acorns were covered These by nuts. five. These nuts. These nuts. Because the acorns were covered. You guys are such children. Love because you. the acorns were covered by fiberglass and rat droppings, the bags were so heavy. Gross. Castro's How heavy were they? Castro's crew could barely pick them up. Although acorn woodpeckers found in oak and mixed oak everwood forests on the West Coast and in the Southwest typically harvest the nuts in dead trees, these birds can also choose unusual spots for storage, especially as they adapt with evolving landscapes. Well, what what I'm learning is uh, I didn't think woodpeckers ate acorns. I thought they were looking I for I thought they ants. wanted bugs. Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's the deal with that? What's the deal? What's What's all this? John, thank you. You're welcome. May I tell you that uh, we'll be at the golf show this year, Friday, Feb 24, for our Garage Logic podcast beginning at 1 p.m. The golf show is returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center. It's the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show with the best deal in town. Go online to. uh, let me find the exact uh, www deal. Go on to the uh, minnesotagolfshow.com, buy a $12 ticket, and you're going to get 13 rounds of golf valued at 455 bucks from TwinCitiesGolf.com. 
this and then when you're there, then you get the equipment and the balls and the socks and the tees and the shirts and the pants and the whole deal and lessons and try to putt and win a hundred grand at the Nelson Marine Long Putt Contest. Hell yeah. It's the uh, Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show and runs Friday, Feb 24th through Sunday, Feb 26th. We'll be there on the 24th. And thanks in part to uh, Nelson Marine, in addition to Choice Bank. Nelson Marine, Waggle Golf, X-Golf Minnesota, uh, the Lift Bridge Brewing Company, and your select Buick GMC dealers. Is this us? This is us, my friend. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. You got that old sounder of uh, here's today's environmental statistic? I, I do. Uh, let me I, for some reason, it's no longer on my uh, selection of uh, buttons here. We got a new reason to cheer for the electric cars, which I think is totally made up. Electric cars result in significant fall in asthma hospital admissions. <laughs> Come on. Really? Really? Significant. As electric vehicle use climbed in California, asthma hospitalizations decreased. I'm not seeing the cause and effect here. That would be almost impossible to determine. But they say for every additional 20 EVs, Per 1,000 people, there's a 3.2% drop in ER trips. Here's today's environmental statistics. And now could you please play the we don't know that? Uh, we don't know that. Honest to God. <laughs> this Electric vehicles are not only good for the environment. This is a Daily Mail story. They're not good for the environment, but also for your lungs. They're good for your lungs. A study suggests researchers from the University of Southern California found a 3% drop in asthma-related emergency visits for every 2% jump in the number of electric vehicles in each zip code. I'm not buying it. I am not buying this. There was also a correlation between an increase in electric cars and a lower prevalence of nitrogen dioxide, a harmful chemical in the environment, a harmful chemical in the environment uh for children who have asthma oh you know what here here, here. right now right here. now here this is bs right god these people you know what they have no shame they'll just say anything to try to get you to buy this bs yeah and the problem is everybody chomps on that hook they all well, buy it 10,400 people try to name a snowblower or a plow yep. or whatever the hell yep. they did yep. those are the same people only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumbalanga, in South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day in 1831. February 8th. Happy birthday, son. Oh, nice. Oh, your kid's birthday today? <laughs> 23. Wow. The, kid, the sister that emailed you had her birthday yesterday. Boy, we're all these Sushere kids are getting old. Woo-hoo. That means you're going to get off the docket. Yeah. Joseph A. Wheelock was born in Bridgetown, Nova Scotia on this day. He moved to St. Paul. I bet that's where Wheelock Parkway is named for. I, I bet imagine. you're right. 
moved to St. Paul in 1850. He got in the newspaper game, and he helped found the St. Paul Daily Press and served, of its, served as editor of its successor, the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He would be active in the development of St. Paul's parks and boulevards. Well, well, what do you know? And Wheelock Parkway is named in his Look honor. Look at that. He died in 1906. On this day in 1905... The, Fe- the Minnesota Federation of Colored Women's Clubs is organized in St. Paul. Popular at the turn of the century, women's clubs were reform and social welfare organizations. On this day in 1916, representing the state of Minnesota, the statue of Trader and S- Trader D. and Senator Henry M. Rice was unveiled in Statuary Hall in the nation's capital in Washington, D.C., was he kind to uh, people? Would, are we going to have to get rid of him? No, we'll Do, probably pull the plug on him. Do we know anything about him? Yeah, no, he's probably bad. Let's just assume he is. On this day in, finally, on this day in 1933. What day is it? 2-8-23. Two, two bandits robbed the Shenandoah Pharmacy on Chicago Avenue. Avenue. 21-year-old Eddie Larson was shot by Minneapolis police officers Carl A. Johnson and C.E. Bettinger after he fired at them from behind a counter. Then I would have called that a good shooting on the part of the coppers. And 19-year-old Fred Samier, who was rifling the cash register, was wounded by Johnson. Larson died shortly after arriving at General Hospital. That would be Eddie Larson. And Samier later admitted that he and Larson had committed several holdups earlier that evening. That was a good shooting by the cops. They were on a spree. All right. Thank you, GLers. Say, Joe, um, yeah, before we go, we've got a couple of things. John, let me go first. Uh, We're we're redistricting. Is that how you say that? Uh, We're doing it again. Evidently, uh, cutting off half of Minnesota at Highway 71, not working for the GLers. Oh, they don't like that? No. No, because most of us want to be part of it. Yeah. Um, uh, Kyle Larson and Spicer very upset with me because Spicer's just a, a sniff east of 71. Right. And he wants to be involved. So I, I'm thinking about moving the line over to 169 um, and taking 169 up to Mankato. Make the line Hamlin Avenue in St. Paul. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then uh, when we get to, like, say, Belle Plaine, I think we're going to scoot up to Monticello and then back over to Elk River and then continue with Northbound 169 because we want most, if not all, of the seven-county metro area to be in the, the communist Minnesota, okay, not, but not up free around, Minnesota. Up around Mille Lacs area in Crow Wing County, where are you going to have the line go on? I'm sorry, Mille Lacs. Uh, Mille Lacs, you're with the commies. Sorry. You're, yeah, you're, because 169 is west is on the of west. Mille Lacs. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, sorry, buddy. You're you're out. They yep. didn't make the cut? Mm. Nope. Oh, man, you have to... Re- no, I can't be in... T- yeah, you're going to have to go into a meeting. we got the rezone, remap, all this stuff. I suggest you oh, find a place. Oh, 169. I'm covered. At the northwest corner of Mille Lacs, 169 veers a little eastward. It does. And that would uh, that would encompass some land my kid has now, so we'd be okay. We'd be in the new state. So you're somewhere around Round Lake or Big Pine or Birch Lake. Somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're okay there. Yeah, though. we made it. 
Well, congratulations. Well, I Welcome need some to free sort of, Minnesota. Thank you. Well, I need some sort of document to leave Minnesota and enter free Minnesota? Uh, no. Were there a checkpoint, Charlie, no, there or anything like we're, that? We're not going to do that, yeah. are we? No, I hope not. No, I don't no, think be, so. Be bad. We don't uh, need be- checkpoints. Before we leave, uh, Henry Rice, you talked about. I'm sure uh, his he, descendants are with us and all around us. Uh, uh, Henry Mauer. I know Rice a bunch of Rices. A crucial role in Minnesota statehood and the development of St. Paul. This is uh, from the Minopedia.org. Uh, the next sentence in his bio says, at the same time, Rice was responsible for fol- uh, policies that benefited himself and business partners at the expense of Minnesota's indigenous population. Well, then that so. statue's got to go. There you go. Yep. That statue's done. Just name it after drag the, it down. Name it after the food. To, not they're going to have to drag it out west of 169 somewhere. <laughs> All right, thank okay, you. Okay, guys, let me get through some business here. Uh, I do have some stuff to tell you about the now, Garage Logic this? Town Council. Oh yeah. For just ten bucks per month or a hundred bucks per year, you're going to receive. Access to 24-7 members only, live audio stream. It's full of live recordings of GL, best of segments, replays, plus full show video archive, including before and after the show, between segments content. That is audio gold. Receive a weekly newsletter from the mayor, $10 Flataloni's Hardware and Garden Center gift card. That's while supplies last. Town council membership and a town card and a town council window cling member certificate from the mayor, signed by him, and invites to exclusive member-only events. Learn more about becoming a member at garagelogic.com. Encourage others. Also encourage others to check out PodMN on your smartphone. PodMN on your smartphone is an easy way to find out about other podcasts that are out there. While you are at garagelogic.com, check out the GarageLogic online store. And remember, the Daily Logician keeps you in touch with all things going on in Garage Logic. Did I cover everything? Because it seems like it was a so. lot. It was a lot to cover. It, uh, it was. And I was a little pressed today. I came in a little tardy. I got nothing else but about 30 seconds to chaw out of here. Any par- parting words, well, Kenny? Why don't you shut up? I just <laughs> fade out the uh, this wonderful clothes music. Again, shut up. I wrote that close music. You, you too, John. Shut up. I, I did. Dylan I think, plays the solo, but I wrote, played the other Nice. Stuff. I think Kenny just shut off my mic. Yeah, fine. <laughs>